everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, welcome to the Conversations with Stu Turley. I've got my favorite Bulgarian on the line this morning, and we were chit-chatting right before the show, and I mean, Irina Slav is one of the most important energy writers around the world, and you have got to sign up for her Substack. It's Irina Slav at Substack.com. Irina, good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Stu. Lovely to see you, as always. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you're one of my most favorite uh, people on the planet. And when I sit here and I read your article, you remind you must be the Trump of energy. And I'm sorry, you, you know, that man, when he tweets, mean tweets and people heads explode around the world. Right. Boom, 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 right. You write articles in people that are stupid. Their heads are going. <laughs> so that's going to tee up, Irene, your article that came out three minutes ago before we're recording this podcast. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's a rant rather than an article, but yeah. But your rants are humorous. I mean, I'm serious. People call me up after a podcast and they go, Who's Irene Islam? And I go, her substack, and and I guarantee you they're like, she's funny. Um, I just I'm a legend. I'm a legend in my own mind. Uh now you're a true legend, and here's why. Your article today, tell us what you were thinking on surprise. I'm over here kind of okay. You had me on surprise. Uh back in 2007, you worked at a local editor. What happened after that? I went freelance. Because corporate life was not for me and things changed. We weren't just covering news, you know, we were doing other stuff and, and I wasn't I wasn't okay with that. It wasn't interesting. It was actually really boring and frustrating. Uh, so I went the freelance way and I wrote about, uh, I can't believe the things I've written about feminist articles, uh, cosmetics, reviews, uh, lifestyle hack blogs. You know, I've ghost written for so many blogs in the early years before I was kind of discovered by oil price and I got back into energy and I haven't stopped since, as you know. Uh, how many years have you been writing for oil price? Since 2016, I think. I'll have to, to, to check. Okay. But it, it's been a while. Oh, it is. Uh, I've, I've stalked you. I mean, I've followed you for a very long time. and. <laughs> So when we go down here into your article here, bad, bad things are going on for the EU economically. Uh, wealth and growth potential are concentrated in the Eurozone, only be pointed out and ignored by the forecast makers, this so-called analyst. I do lament the fact that I had to call them so-called. Uh, the number of German firms pushed into insolvency rose in the first half of this year at the fastest pace in more than two decades due to the energy crisis, inflation, and rising interest rates. This is so not funny. And nobody could have seen it coming. Oh, we talked about it for a long time. You've talked about it. For I, know. I know. We talked about it on the Energy Transition podcast as well. Repeatedly. People have been warning. People have been, you know, waving around the fact. But no, we get analysts and, uh, you know, statistical data, revised statistical data. No, it's going to be fine. 
Well, it, it's going to be fine. No, it's not going to be fine. And now we're surprised. Right. You know, all these very, very obvious processes, it was just a matter of time before they unfolded. Mm-hmm. So they become impossible to ignore and impossible to hide. And now yeah. it's surprising. Um, you also put in here uh, energy poverty affects citizens across the EU and every country. That's uh, a quote co- from the European Commission. The U- okay, yes. Uh, the cost of living crisis means an extra 9.3% Europeans were unable to heat, keep their homes adequately warm compared to 69 in 2021. How do we tackle energy poverty? Well, you don't print money and you put in energy that works. <laughs> yeah, you don't print money that you actually borrow. Oh, yeah. You, know? uh, you don't raise rates so much. It doesn't stimulate the economy. I can't believe this, but I'm not an economist. So maybe there's something to be said about rate hikes, but not all of it would be good seeing where things are going with the energy transition. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, would you have believed just five years ago that the European Commission could be talking about energy poverty across the European Union, not in the poor members, such as Romania and Bulgaria, where people are traditionally energy poor? Right. But about the whole European Union. Stupidity has no, it takes a village to raise an idiot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and a few more villages to elect this idiot or appoint him or her. Yes. Few of these people are actually elected. Germany will not be hitting its energy transition goals by 2030. They just Germany won't be hitting anything by 2030. No. Um, I read. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm getting my passport fixed, uh, not fixed, but updated. And it it's like, where do you want to retire? And it seems like number one areas are retiring were, you know, Bulgaria popped up into that list for conservative values. And there's also uh, Poland was doing quite well until the yeah, green. Is much more difficult than Bulgarian to learn. So there's that. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, but then, yeah, I, I'm pretty, I can't, I'm Oklahoma Texan, so I can barely talk. So, you know, you, <laughs> so just fine. and, uh, but you know, you sit back and take a look. We've just learned Germany will continue burning coal until 2038. Yeah. Okay. Greta was at the wind farms, what, three or four months ago and was protesting and it was a fake. All the police were throwing her down yeah they shut that wind farm down and then they were protesting it and then they they had to fire up that coal plant again yeah and they're expanding a coal mine to you know supply the coal plants because isn't it amazing how they've realized that local supply of fuel is important it's nuts uh and and i can't believe it I had a great conversation, Irina, with the uh, Secretary General of the African Oil Producers uh, Organization, the OPEC of Africa. There's 18 member countries. He's a cool cat. uh, And I really appreciate his time. And he's like, we're done with the West forcing this energy transition down us. I'm like, yay. I'm over here going, yay. Yeah. Yes. 
And so your article kind of folds into that as well. People are waking up and going, we can't be forced on a transition right now. Absolutely. Even their own wind and solar developers are not building new installations fast enough because they wouldn't be profitable. I mean, the the transition industries themselves are, you know, showing everyone where things are headed and they are flashing red light. Oh. We can't do this fast enough for your plans. And politicians are just ignoring it until it becomes impossible to ignore. You know, that's, that's the thing I, I love about the truth. You can suppress it. You can ignore it. But you can't do this forever. No, I think we've hit the wall. Have you ever seen those crash test dummies where they run yeah, a car into a wall? Uh, I think the global economic model has now hit a crash test dummy into the wall. And the, the energy consumers are like, <laughs> they're, they're all laying on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. We can't do anymore. No, we can't. And I would only hope that this uh, reassertion of reality and, and facts will only accelerate because the sooner, I, I keep repeating this, the sooner this whole narrative, baseless narrative breaks down, the better because the, the less damage advocates will be able to, to have done before it breaks down. Right. You know, the that you have in here... Uh... All will be well and people will be buying EVs and displacing oil demand at staggering rate of 34,000 barrels per 1 million EVs, uh, Bloomberg, NEF, because of the, they will, Bloomberg points out. Uh, if they don't, because EV owners told uh, J.D. Power about 21% of their attempts to charge in public will end in failure due to broken chargers or faulty payment systems. That's one in five attempts. Uh, and and in the U.S., how and I want um, how is all of the EVs are piling up on all the lots? Ford just announced they're discontinuing the Ford One Hundred and Fifty Lightning next year because oh, of they're discontinuing it. I yeah, that. well, they're going to shut down the production for a little while. Not for a little that, while. That's a code for we're going right. to shut the whole thing down. <laughs> you have the the GM. You have the workers' strike going on. What I'm seeing is the people can't afford the insurance. Insurance companies are the biggest gangsters of the entire world. Yeah. yeah. And they're not wanting to insure them. A guy in, in the EU was paying a thousand euros or a thousand pounds a year for his insurance for his Tesla. And now he's going to be paying five thousand. I <laughs> I, I'm serious that they just kind of like they decide one day to just kind of blow up and start firing. I can't afford that as a car owner. A few can. That's <laughs> that's that's interesting. I, I didn't count on the insurance industry as, uh, you know, an ally in, in the battle between reason and fantasy. But, but they're the inadvertently, they're doing just that. They're making EVs even more unaffordable. Exactly. And did you, you, I, you know, when the uh, EVs took out those, those roll on, roll on ferries, they've taken out the uh, several ca cargo carrying ships 
insurance carriers are not insuring ships that are hauling EVs. <laughs> They're pricing. Yeah, I remember one shipping company actually banning electric vehicles from being shipped on, on its vessels. Let me just write this down as an idea about insurance and EVs because it's, it's truly it's horrible. Um, I actually brought a point to a podcast that somebody wrote down. Yay! I can have a great weekend. But I can do this every time. I, I just don't want to look impolite, you know, because I'm here to talk, not take notes. But yeah, no, we. I read it. You, you, we, we know each other well enough. You could even yeah. leave the room, and I'll just keep talking to myself. You know. It's, <laughs> But um, this is pretty cool. When you sit back and take a look, I think people are waking up. Yes. And I think that there's only 1% of the global leaders. Uh, and I think there's going to be some more uh, shaking out of leaders versus what actually is good for people. Yeah, so, we might see more populists coming into power. I oh, hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to get interesting. Okay, tell us how everybody finds your Substack and how they find you. Well, you, I, I think you already said the address, arenaslav.substack.com. I right. can't remember my, my address. Irenaslav.substack.com. Oh, okay, thank you. Uh, and, and I'm saying that for our podcast listeners because our podcast listeners may be driving and then they may want to replay this, but it will be in the show notes, Irena. Okay, okay. Oh, you can just Google Arena Slav on energy and it will come out. See, now you're being logical. That's one. I, I try, I try. That's what I try to do every day. Be logical. Stay logical. I think that's one of the reasons I just really enjoy stalking you. I mean, following you on, <laughs> on, on, uh, <laughs> You're my friends, too. Friends don't stalk friends. <laughs> Oh, me. I, I thank you so much, Irina, for stopping by the Energy News Beat podcast. And I just really appreciate you and your sanity. Thank you. So, Same here. If you're, if you're the sane together. one, do what? We need to stick together, you know, help each other's sanity. Oh, yes. Uh, you're the sane one and I'm the insane one. So nah, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> hey. we're the same kind of crazy. That's why we're friends. I like that. <laughs> 